Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. This morning, I'm going to be speaking to you about the outpouring of the Spirit. Everybody say the outpouring of the Spirit. Come on, shout it, the outpouring of the Spirit. On the day of Pentecost, my Bible said that, and there was a noise in the house, and the noise, the wind, or the sound, filled the entire room where they were sitting, and clothing tongues as of fire sat upon their head, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues. Then the Bible said that these tongues that they were speaking, the thing was noised abroad throughout the whole place. When the people gathered, Paul, Peter began to speak to them. And Peter told them, he said, this is the thing that Joel the prophet talked about. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. This prophet Joel, we don't know much about him. The man is just mentioned. And then his father's name is mentioned. And the rest of it is the man's prophecy. Some wild prophecy, you, you, you wouldn't even understand what he's talking about. Locals that are moving and their heads are like horses. Their faces are like horses and so on and so forth. So he said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And Joel spoke this prophecy about 800 years before the day of Pentecost. 800 years. Listen, if Jesus tarries, there are some of the things we are telling you today. If Jesus tarries for the next 800 years, 1,000 years, some of them will come to pass after 600 years. 500 years. Many of the things men of God say and prophets say are not for today. They are for tomorrow. You see, today, you call jo Joel a prophet because <laughs> what, what he said came to pass 800 years after he had said it. And then today we are sitting here and it's 2,000 years and over since that thing happened. It means anytime you read the book of Joel and you start shaking and falling under the power, you are reading a cake news that is 2,800 years ago. The reason you believe it's a prophecy is because Joel is dead and gone. And the reason you believe it's a prophecy is because it was said 2,800 years ago. But I can tell you, if it had been said today, you would dismiss it as nonsense. Every prophecy does not make sense today until tomorrow. And every prophet never makes sense today until tomorrow. Jesus said something, he said, no, a prophet is not without honor except among his own people. But that is just part of it. The other part of it is that a prophet is not without honor except in his own time. They never recognize a prophet until the prophet has passed through the corridors of time and the person has disappeared. Then he brought out, oh, 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 this was a prophet. We didn't know. What you're saying was a, was a prophecy. We didn't know. Now, so, many of the things people say today, and we just take it and throw it away. We just take it, we throw it away. It is after many years that you realize, oh, this thing was a prophecy. So, Joel spoke that thing. 800 years later, the thing comes to pass. 
You know, when Jesus was born, between the birth of Jesus and when Isaiah prophesied it, it was 700 years. Don't be too quick to judge a prophet. Don't be too quick to judge what a prophet is saying. Don't be too quick to judge what is going on around you. Because some of the things, people, are not even for you. They are for your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. It may have nothing to do with it. When God was giving all the David all those prophecies, and I'll establish the throne of David, I will establish the throne of David, and I will establish your throne forever. David thought God was talking about him, not knowing God was talking about the Messiah, who was to come many, many, many years after David. So I'm praying that when it comes to the things of the Spirit, you'll be very careful. So he said, This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. When he said, and it shall come to pass in the last days. And it shall come to pass in the last days. And Peter called his days the last days. So I don't know about today. Maybe it's the last of the last days. Can you imagine the last days at that time? And we are now 2,000 and over years after Christ. And we are still talking about the last days. We are still talking about the last days. Life is such a mystery. Life is such a mystery that I normally tell people if you are awake and you look at life the way it is and depend on it, I think you are a very undiscerning personality. No. If this, what we are seeing, is life, then we were created in vain. Because I'm looking at things 2,000 years, 3,000 years. 4,000 years. And the Bible is still with us. And the Bible is still treated like a living being. Then I inform myself that you know what? Life is more than just what we are seeing. I have long convinced myself that when I was born, that was not my date of birth. Can I give you a mystery today? Your date of birth is the day you die. Clap your hands. I will explain it. <laughs> I just took you from time and I threw you into eternity and you can't understand it. So Jesus gave it to a certain man and said, except a man be born again. That means the day your mother gave birth to you, you were not born. When you got born again, that is the day you were born. But then, he now took us to another dimension that apart from being born, concerning Jesus, he said, this day have I begotten you. And he was begotten from the dead. The begotten from the dead. So, the time you were born is a date of birth. The day you were born again is a date of birth. And the day you die is another date of birth. The first begotten from the dead. You will realize, ladies and gentlemen, that the day you die, you are born in heaven. And the day you are dead, 
you are born in hell just like some people are born in america others are born in ghana others are born in togo others are born in kotonu others are born here and they say place of birth and you boldly write borgatanga place of birth you boldly write accra one day they will say place of birth and you say hell place of birth heaven may your own be heaven and not hell if you can give a clap offering to jesus something will be changing in your life listen the whole of the excitement of life is when john spoke and said that after all that thing they shall hunger and test no more and he said there will be no tears there will be no this and there will be no that people if only in this life we have hope we have of all men most 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 miserable so here is a man speaking it shall come to pass afterward in the last days in the last days in the last days and you are saying well the last days 2000 2800 years ago 2000 years ago they said the last days we are still here they are saying the last days and the reason the bible said last days is you know what <laughs> what do you call 2000 years from the time jesus died up till today you are not the timekeeper god looks at human beings and he says i've given you 2000 years because he doesn't want you to be scared on earth but he is sitting in heaven and the 2000 years is like two seconds the 2000 years he because he's the god of eternity you see you are living for just about 80 90 years if you are lucky and for those of you who do want to go quick maybe some 30 20 something 40 something and you say oh I'm living for 70 years God looks at you on earth and when he looks at his time it is like you are living for seven minutes seven seconds seven hours so one day is like a thousand years to him and a thousand years is like one day and he is the timekeeper you see you are sitting in this church and you are watching me online but you don't control the clock in front of me i control that clock because i want the clock to have a certain effect on me and you because when the clock tells me 1006 then i'm pushing so that i can finish early so he said it shall come to pass afterward that in the last days i will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams i will pour out my spirit everything we are seeing here is a dream everything we are seeing here is a vision everything we are seeing here kia explosion eam desert pastures fountain gate icgc action faith ministry church of pentacles Presby Church, Methodist, everything is a dream. Can you imagine John Wesley just got up and did what he did? And the man, from the day he started it, I don't think he intended a mega denomination like that. But the thing became that because it was a dream. 
It was a dream. So young men are seeing visions. Old men are dreaming dreams. And Peter said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. So Joel said something 800 years ago. And a man is standing there in Jerusalem saying, this is the thing Joel spoke about. Now look at the words of Joel. It shall come to pass afterward I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. But he didn't talk about Now, on the day of Pentecost, they were prophesying because they said we hear them in our own language declaring the marvelous works of God. So it was prophecy. But see, they were also speaking in tongues. And Joel did not talk about speaking in tongues because if speaking in tongues had been revealed even to Joel, he would not know. Until Jesus said, in my name, they shall cast out devils, they will speak with new tongues. People didn't even know that something existed that was called speaking in tongues. So, on the day of Pentecost, now they are speaking in tongues. They look like they are drunken men. They are reeling all over the place. Some are falling down, some are getting up. There is a noise all over the place. And the man said, this is the thing Joel talked about. But, what was happening on that day did not resemble what Joel was talking about because the people were not dreaming in the room. What they were doing didn't look like a dream and what they were doing did not look like a vision. But I tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Peter knew from that day that their eyes were open to see visions. He knew from that day that their spirit man was activated to dream dreams. He could see something the rest of the people could not see. He could see what the dwellers of Jerusalem at that time could not see. He said, this is that which was spoken by the prophet, that I will pour out my spirit. Now, how did he know that? Something that was prophesied 800 years ago you were not there how do you know that this is that which was spoken by the prophet he knew it by using his spiritual senses his spiritual senses and this is where this is where this is where i want to pray that your spiritual senses will be alive glory the power of god the, the anointing the, the power you see oh boy this is not the time for roaming about it is the time for leaving a mantle for some people it is the time for leaving the, the mantle for some people it is the time for leaving the mantle. now watch this because of your level of spiritual darkness let me bring you into a light i just entered <laughs> Elijah is moving. Gilgal, he's roaming. Bethel, he's roaming. Jericho, he's roaming. The man now crosses the Jordan. This time, not roaming. He told Elijah, when you see me go, the mantle is yours. There is a time in the life of a man of God when you have accumulated so much grace and so much anointing that when people are around you, they are waiting for some mantles. And I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that a mantle will fall on you, an anointing will fall on you. Oh, Jesus. Receive it. And as you are clapping your hands, the thing is upon you. Now, so 
I wish that most of the time when I'm speaking, it is only pastors who are listening to me. Do I make sense to my ushers? People that are sitting in the choir and singing, do I make sense to them? Most of the time, the answer is no, because most of the time, where I'm looking and where I'm going is very opposite where a church is thinking about performing. Two, two different worlds, two different paradigms. And as for our church members, by the time you get to this level, you have left about 80 to 90% of them behind. Because, you see, they are not in church for things like that. They are in church for socialization. And as for social media, Facebook, when you are doing things like this, YouTube, oh, about 90% don't know where you are moving at, where you are, where you are going. They don't. And I'm just looking. I'm just looking. Descendant. The man descend. He said, This is the thing that Joel talked about 800 years ago. And you know what? When Jesus was talking to them, Pastor John, the mystery is that you are a Bible teacher. You know, Jesus never talked to them about Joel. Jesus didn't tell them. The spirit is going to come like Joel. No, he only said, you know, he only told them, I will send you another prophet like Moses. And that one they understood. When he said, I will send you another comforter, Allah's comforter, like myself. But he didn't say according to the prophecy of Joel. He used to talk to them about maybe Isaiah in particular. Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah. But Joel... The man had the spiritual capacity to know that this is what Joel talked about. And when Joel spoke about it, he did not describe it in the graphic nature in which it happened on the day of Pentecost. But when Peter saw it on the day of Pentecost, he recognized it by spiritual discernment. May you recognize the move of God when you see it. May you recognize a man of God when you see him. May you recognize a woman of God when you see her. I prophesy over you in the name of Jesus. Listen. Receive the power of recognition. 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 Now watch this. Let me tell you a mystery. Let me tell you a mystery. May the glory of God consume you until you are lost in that glory you know the way jesus christ put it the zeal of my father's house has consumed me that means i don't exist anymore it is just the zeal that is manifesting itself it's just the zeal listen the reason the church is the way it is is because there are too many living people in the church too many living people somebody said but should there be dead people in the church yes sir the church is supposed to be full of people who are dead to the flesh but alive in the spirit but i tell you many people sitting in our churches are too alive in the flesh When you see somebody saying, I have three houses, he's in the flesh. I'm not saying don't have the houses, but don't say it because they mean nothing. You have it. Sleep there quietly. When you get up, that is it. 
I have three cars. It means this person is in the flesh, not in the spirit. You have the car. You drive it, but it's not part of your testimony. It's not part of your testimony. Your testimony is that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and that I'll be conformable unto a death like his. Listen to me. That should be your testimony. The rest of it, when you have it, thank God for it, enjoy it, but it is not a testimony. How can a perishable thing be a testimony? How can something you cannot carry to heaven be a testimony? How can money be a testimony? When the love of it is the root of all evil. I came to announce to somebody right now there are better things than car and house and money and wife and children and land. Am I talking to somebody at all? You know, spiritual discernment, the ability to discern the time in which we live. And let me tell you these people, the time in which we live now is a very spiritual time. It's a very spiritual time. Listen, if you want to be spiritual, you will be very spiritual. God is distributing gifts. When we stood here at KIA on Sunday, I told you, God told me he's giving gifts out. I saw a huge table, and from that table, God was just giving gifts to people. And I'm praying that in this explosion, may you receive a spiritual gift. May you receive a spiritual gift. May you receive a spiritual gift. Now, one day Jesus was talking to some scribes and Pharisees. I'm talking about discerning discerning spiritual discerning discern the capacity to discern many people are children hebrews chapter 5 verse 14 talks about strong meat and he said hebrews 5 14 and he said that but strong meat belongeth unto them that are of full age strong meat belongs to them that are of full age they are full age they are, they are, that is not to say they are old people no the full age teleos it means they are those who by reason of use have their senses exercise to discern both good and evil by reason of use People normally meet the uh, oh, brothers. Well, you can preach, oh, it's because I preach every week. If I don't use that gift every week, I will not be able to preach what is coming. Hindsight, insight, foresight. Do you have it? Can you tell what is coming? Can you tell what's lying ahead of you? And, ladies and gentlemen. The purchasing power, listen to this well. The purchasing power of a good life is your ability to know the future. The purchasing power of a good life is your ability to know the future. That is why the people that do great things in life 
are the people who are always projecting and they are doing the strategic planning and they are now trying to tell this is what is coming that is what is coming that is what is coming and they are planning and they are throwing their eyes into the future so you know what careless people look at their feet successful people look ahead of them look at every good footballer look at every good footballer when they pick up the ball they are not just looking at the ball they are looking where another player is they are looking at where the post is you understand the ability to know jacob calls his children and he says my children come let me tell you what will befall all of you in the last days and he picked them from reuben and started going <laughs> and i wouldn't father give me the grace you see we are talking about the outpouring of the spirit and it's a man who stood there and said this is the outpouring of the spirit others called them drunken men they said they are drunkards this is that which joel the prophet spoke about and when joel spoke about it and it came to pass on that day some people did not know it they said these are drunken men these men are drunk with new wine and paul said peter said no they are not drunk with wine because people don't get drunk at this time of the morning are you understanding what i'm talking about but ladies and gentlemen let me tell you something if people want to fool about with god not during corona period this is not the time anybody will fool about so people you must descend the time you must know that the season in which we are something is happening there is an outpouring of the spirit and you are coming to church not because you are careless but you are coming because you want you are a partaker of the outpouring of the spirit some people wear their face mask and they go to work you wear your face mask and you come to church and that is because you know what you are saying that i'm looking for something some are looking for money i want the outpouring of the spirit some want their job i'm looking for the outpouring of the spirit some want an education i'm looking for the outpouring of the spirit i am hungry for the spirit because this time the time doesn't look favorable the time doesn't look good the time doesn't look admirable but this is that which was spoken by the prophet that i will pour my spirit i announced to somebody that this is the day of the outpouring of the spirit of god this is the day and the time of the outpour this is that which was spoken and he knew it by spiritual discernment so some pharisees came to jesus in matthew chapter 16 and the verse number one and sometimes if you want to enjoy the bible study it don't read it don't read it study and if you study you will find out that the pharisees also with the sadducees came <laughs> and you find out these particular sadducees and pharisees they came from galilee <laughs> they came from galilee you don't read it like that but the historians will tell you they came from galilee notorious people used to come from galilee a lot of jesus's enemies and detractors they came from there 
And that is how Herod mingled their blood with some strange kind of blood. And these Sadducees and Pharisees, they didn't agree together. They were enemies. But because of Jesus, they became friends. Many times when you see two people say they are friends, they have become friends because of a common enemy. Otherwise, they will never be friends. And that is the most careless type of friendship to have. When you are forced to become somebody's friend because of an enemy, all of you want to destroy. I, I remember when I went to Jerusalem, when I went to Israel, I went to a, into a synagogue. And in that synagogue, I saw some men with long beard you know th these rabbis and they were reading the the scriptures and all they were doing is and they were speaking their hebrew they were muttering it later on i asked the tall guide tall, tall guide i said what were they doing he said these people are waiting for the messiah and all they do from morning to night is reading those things and they, are, they believe that as they read and they meditate the messiah will come because they don't believe that the jesus you and i believe is the messiah but to wait for the messiah they are in the room morning to night you want to ask me why we are always in church we are waiting for the messiah but we are not waiting for the messiah to come and save us we are waiting for the messiah to come and take us we are waiting for the rapture we are waiting for the rapture you see you are waiting for a vaccine we are also waiting for the rapture are you understanding what i'm talking about you are waiting for some medication we are also waiting for the rapture listen christians will take the vaccine no two ways about it but our hope is not just in the vaccine because staying alive is not the main agenda of believers the vaccine can help us to live but the vaccine will not take us to heaven the vaccine will let not let me see jesus i believe you've been blessed by this message for further information please visit www.eastwoodanaba.com god bless you richly